What's going on, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Mindify Crash Podcast. I have a very special guest today, someone who I find a lot of inspiration from. She is a business owner, a content creator, a singer, a songwriter, and so much more. My friend, Rebecca Maxwell, owner of 21 Thrift. Let's get into today's episode. Alrighty, so thank you for being here. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, so first question, what was the vision when you started 21 Thrift? So I've always been a big Cleveland sports fan, um, mainly baseball. Um, grew up with season tickets my whole life, so just kind of was always into the sports. And mm-hmm. then my grandma got me really into thrifting at a very young age. Um, so she would take me, and I loved the hunt. I loved the bargains. Like, Finding the steel. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I am such a bargain shopper. Um, so I found myself... There was one thrift store that I used to just find the coolest vintage stuff. I always kept it for myself. Yeah. Always. Like, I'm like, my wardrobe's going to be killer. Best dressed. Absolutely. So, um, I found myself with piles of clothes just, and I was like, I'm never going to wear these, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and at first I was just going to like try to resell stuff, but then I was like, how do I make this more valuable? Mm -hmm. Um, and how do I like keep it going? So I had it in my mind I was like I'm just gonna start bleaching shirts and see you know how that how it turns out absolutely you had enough to play with so why not right so it first started with bleaching um it was when I lived in the archer and I just went up on the roof and I was like let's just see see what happens um I put them up on Etsy in like the the next two days I think all the shirts sold immediately what year was this would you say this was 2019 okay so it'll be four years on august 21st it's come a long way yeah so um really just started with the bleaching and then there were some things that i just you know just resold and Mm -hmm. at first it kind of started off on my instagram stories you know how people do like closet sales and absolutely yeah put everything on it's a long story market sold yeah but that took too much time and it was like hard to navigate so i was like i'm gonna try this on a website so i did and like once those shirts sold i was like yep this is gonna work doing this Yeah. yeah So then that was... They sell fairly quickly? Yeah. Like That's within awesome. a few hours. Like oh, I think shit. I put like maybe five five to ten shirts up. and I was going to think a few days, yeah, but yeah. No, okay, it was like, very quick then. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this, is, this works. Cool. And then, you know, COVID hits and everyone sees on TikTok that they can bleach clothes at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am fucked. The opposite happened. Yeah. It blew up even more because people didn't want to do it on their own, but they liked the look. Like and you had was, already kind of perfected that style, so yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so it was in style. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. And like, it helped me get through COVID, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then I started, I was like, okay, now let's get a little more creative. Like, let's see what we can do here. And that's when I started doing like jackets and patchwork star and, yeah. sleeves and stuff like that. I was just like, I just want cute outfits for myself and I know that other people feel the same like Mm -hmm. women's sports clothes like I don't want a pink jersey I don't want sparkles I don't want like like whoever is running the um production of women's sports sports teams yeah definitely a man yeah it is actually it's unreal (laughs) I was like no 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 and half of the fun of going to sporting events is the outfits for me like I love putting a cute like sports outfit on and like yeah most and all girls do absolutely it's it's part of the the event yeah for you and like in Cleveland we have so many t-shirt companies nobody Mm -hmm. else in the world loves to rep their city more than Cleveland more than Clevelanders so I was like okay there's definitely a market for it and 
I don't want to be wearing the same shirt as the next 10 girls next mm-hmm. to me. So that was really where it kind of came into play where it was, everything is one of one. You are not going to have the same thing as someone else. Yep. Things would sell, like people would wait until I posted that things were up and they would sell like that. Like, because it's people like knew a, that yeah, it's it like a hype one. drop. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so when did you start seeing the, I mean, obviously immediate success if you sold everything in one day mm-hmm. that I, that is blowing my mind because I don't think I ever knew that. When did you start seeing like the the mass following? Because I remember specifically like, you know, uh, athletes reaching out for their girlfriends, their wives, getting like by basically buying in bulk from you. Yeah. When did that really take off? When, when actual athletes started to recognize your work and want that? So I remember my first athlete wife was Randall Cobb's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I started on the two one thrift page, I would go follow. Like I'm, fo- Smart. I'm finding Absolutely. all the wives. I'm finding all the girlfriends. I'm finding the sneaky links. I'm finding you. I got you. Like I'm, you're going to see this. Mm-hmm. So Randall Cobb's wife wanted me to, this was when he was with the Cowboys and he wanted, she wanted me to make her a jacket. When it's an athlete's wife, I will sell you anything out of my personal closet. I do not care. Yeah. So I made her like a jacket from my personal closet and then she posted about it. Um, like Stipe, I don't, know how to say, yeah. I don't know how to say his last name. His <laughs> wife got a shirt for me before. I had a girl from Cleveland who um, is married to a player, like just kind mm-hmm. of like here and there. Um, and I was like, the, it was the coolest thing ever. Absolutely. Like, That's awesome. a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And I feel like most of like the gaining of followers, especially with something like that, is like with doing giveaways and connecting with other businesses that do mm-hmm. similar things, but different, you know, so like the giveaways are the main source of a following. And bringing new buyers, potential buyers in. Yeah, definitely. And then pop-up shops, you meet people that might not see you online. So those were also like really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I started, and this is a humble brag, no one was doing what I did. Like, yeah. Now there's a lot more, and I'm not going to say that I started the trend, but no one was doing it. So there was more like need for it. People mm-hmm. wanted it. So and they wanted kinda... it done by the person who maybe was able to do it better because they had more experience. And I feel like that's even with quarantine, like you said. Right. You, you saw a blow up then, you had already started. People, if the trend gets good, people still want to go to the best source. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I can definitely understand that. Yeah, and like during COVID, there were only two thrift stores open in this area. Not wow. even in the area, but like one was in Brunswick and one was in North Royalton. So I had limited resources. Options, yeah. So I remember... I made a ton of stuff that I didn't really love. Like, I wouldn't wear it. Mm-hmm. But my best friend at the time loved every single piece of it. We were polar opposites. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, not everything has to be what I like. What you love, yeah. So that gave me a lot more, like, Creative initiative freedom. to, yeah, to Absolutely. Like, try different things and see what works and see what doesn't. Um, and then I taught myself how to screen print, and that was where it really, like, mm-hmm. kind of elevated. Because, um, like, I, had a, I got a cricket eventually. But the quality of vinyl is just not as great. For someone that doesn't know what a Cricut is, would you briefly like explain what that does? So a Cricut machine can do so many different things. I only use it for the vinyl because I'm yeah. not that, you know, I can only learn so many <laughs> things. So it will cut out the design for you and then you just iron it on the shirt. And it can make stickers. It can do all yeah, types of different stuff. it can do all types yeah. of different stuff. And like basically like mostly cutting stuff out for you. Mm-hmm. Um which was a great, it was a good thing to buy. Um, but the screen printing was really where I felt 
more comfortable because I know that the product's going to last longer. Yeah, like, definitely. I still want to give you something quality. Everything's, you know, secondhand, right. but like we're still doing quality over mm-hmm. here. So um, once I started the screen printing, that was where I kind of branched out and started doing my own designs and that's when the star sleeves kind of happen. And yeah. those are like my favorite. And that's I love the iconic. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the iconic look of yeah. two one thrift. Absolutely. I wanted to branch out. Some people don't like sports or some people don't want to wear something that says Browns. They might just want to wear something that says, they Cleveland. might just like your look. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like they just want a cute outfit for to go out on a Saturday don't... or something. Right. Cause you're not everybody that goes tailgating cares about the sport. Right. They just most, care about the party. Especially most of the time. Like the tailgate is, a, is, Right. A Cleveland thing, whether you're a fan of football or not, if you live in Cleveland, you've been at least one tailgate in your life. Right. It, no and, question and about it. I have seen over the years how like the, the game day styles have changed and people like instead of just wearing jeans and a T-shirt, like people are putting outfits together. Yeah, they put that shit on. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah like fashion has has been so much fun. Over <laughs> Thank the last God. Few years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. So the, the, the cricket definitely helped. I always thought that that was patchwork. So <laughs> that's good. That definitely yeah. shows the quality. That's a, yeah. a testament to the quality there. Um, now, you did bring up a few things I wanted to ask about the events. Now, I've had the pleasure of attending one of those events at Velvet Dog before. What goes into collaborating with other businesses, other creators? How did you start that? Where did that process start? So I think that my first collab that I really did was with Cocky's Bagels um, because I'm friends with Natalie, Mm -hmm. um, like part owner. So it was just like she reached out to me because she wanted to support me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Good friends being good friends. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the business community in Cleveland, too, is so that way Mm -hmm. where it's a mutually beneficial thing to support each other. To come, to collaborate. Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely selfless to put your guard down and reach out and do something like that yeah. with another business. Yeah. So I've, I've done things with, you know, other clothing companies or candle companies or things that mm-hmm. like, you know, you never know who they know. Yep. To or get who your they name can bring there. in. Absolutely. So, and like we've done ones where there'll be a giveaway with, you know, you're winning something from, eight small businesses. Right. So like that draw, people love giveaways. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Raffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. So then, um, doing other pop-up shops, I was like, you know, I feel like I could do one of these. And like velvet, of course, was so nice to be able to like, they were just like, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. We'll do whatever you want. Like any idea to get more business there too. Um, so we did those summer markets. They were really fun. Some of them were really hot out, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the one I was at, it yeah. definitely was <laughs> like sweating. Mm-hmm. But um, and like we did them on Sundays, so nothing in the city is really like going on it's on not Sundays popping, right. when there's not Browns games or Indians games, Guardians games. Um, so I was like, let's do something to at least like get people out. Why not? Um, and it ended up being really fun. I'm hoping that maybe we'll do it again this summer. Yeah. Um, but events are always good like if you just got to talk to people yep. and market you yourself know. be friendly be sociable anyone that would be considering going into business for themselves would you have any pointers anything that could be potentially easily dodged obstacles things like that that you would openly tell someone hey this is what you should or should not do my strategy um in life and in business um is i want to be friends with everyone. Mm-hmm. 
I don't burn bridges with anyone. I don't, you never know who's a potential, um, like partner in the future that, yep. you know, you want to be personable. You want people, you want people to want to buy it because it's you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where I do succeed a lot more is because my friends want to support me because it's me. Yeah. So the face of the brand matters. Yes, absolutely. It matters matters. so much. You have to be personable. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and to talk. And, you know, the hard parts I find is like all the marketing and the social media that you have to do. Like it is Mm -hmm. stressful. But the the weeks that I don't feel like doing anything, I don't. I'm not going to force it because I don't want to lose the love for it. Mm -hmm. If I need to take a break, I need to take a break. I took like a three-month hiatus when I had to switch websites because I was just overwhelmed. Right, absolutely. Took a hit to, to, you know, my financial situation, but I think maybe I would have given up had I tried to push through it. So it's like you kind of just have to like give yourself grace Mm -hmm. and remember that you are the boss. You control everything. Which can be a, a, it's a pro and a con at times. As long as you get back to it, there is nothing wrong with taking breaks. I understand that from hosting, producing, and editing a show yeah. every, what was every week, and definitely have taken a break, and, and so I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I would say that it is nice, though, that, that you are open and honest about what it, what it does take, because a yeah. lot of people, I mean, even me included, we need to hear that, like, it's okay to not always feel creative mm-hmm. or be in the mood for something. Yeah. I mean, that's true in even life in general, you know right. what I mean? And, like, on the creative aspect of it, if you're if you're going into something and you're not feeling creative, you're not going to put out your best work. Mm-hmm. So then it's you're kind of a waste. Sloppily throw something together. Yes. Yeah. So that's something that I you know sometimes I'll have a pile of clothes and I'm like I know exactly what I want to do with all of that, but I don't feel creative in the slightest right now. So I'm gonna wait till next week. Get back to and it. And then I'll have a day where I make fifty pieces of clothing because I Which just is can't insane. stop. Yeah. Like it's just you have to want to do it. And like, you have to love what you do. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to make this because it's going to sell. You have to like also want your product Mm -hmm. because then you're going to know you can think from the, from the the consumer end. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The lens of the consumer is always something that is obviously most important when running a business where you sell an item. Um, But just even back to the, the creative side, it, it really is something that'll keep you stimulated. If we are doing things, anything in life for the wrong reason, chances are it's not going to work out right. and it's likely not going to be a, a memorable experience. And that's right. just how it is sometimes. Right. And like every time that someone asks me or talks about my business and they're like, you're doing so well and blah, blah, blah. I, I always say I am so lucky. Like I just feel so lucky to have the support that I do. I feel lucky that I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel lucky that I don't have to force myself to, you know, work to make somebody else happy. Absolutely. Like, and, and being your own boss is something that not many people ever can, can bet on themselves and take that risk. But from the people that do do it, you always hear great reviews, you know, yeah. as long as you kind of stay consistent and, and don't, slack off too much which is nice because yeah. I know you personally so I do understand that you know you do work hard and you are humble so you won't give yourself maybe the credit that that you deserve sometimes but I definitely can understand that you know you put yourself in a lot of situations just by being sociable um, that that set you up for success by yeah. the people you knew the, the 
relationships you've made Mm -hmm. and just being who you are. So that is a huge win overall. Yeah, definitely. What would be something that you'd say is maybe, uh, you know, soon to be anything for 2-1 Thrift that has not been done yet, but you want to accomplish in the future? Um, so I hand sew everything, everything that I sew, I hand sew because I don't know how to use a sewing machine yet. <laughs> got, got it. So got that it. is my main priority, um, within two one thrift is to learn how to use a sewing machine just so one again, better quality, better, mm-hmm. you know, sturdiness on the, the stitch, um, and just being able to do things differently. And, and I want to kind of branch into reworking normal clothes like I'll find Mm. patterns like I'll find an old dress that is an awful style but I love the pattern so I want to be able to turn that into something else I have noticed you doing that before especially with your try-ons yeah okay so that's kind of a goal um I want to be able to offer things other than sports because you know not everybody's into that yep absolutely yeah so I like that. Do you ever think about potentially getting, a, you know, a storefront? Do you want to have a brick and mortar location? Is I that love to? Yeah. Um, so that might be in the plans for the future. Yes, that is the, love that. that is a dream. Um, but I know how much more work goes into oh, that. Yeah. So I want the to whole make sure beast. that I'm fully ready to mm-hmm. take that on. I don't want to spread myself too thin. I don't want, you know, like I just want to know what I'm getting myself into and what I'm doing. But yeah. I have so many ideas if I were to have a storefront that could expand what I do. Yeah, and make more custom stuff and, you know. Yes. I I do I would I can't wait to see the day that that happens. <laughs> you know, you are creative, you know how to think outside of the box in those ways. So that will be an exciting time for both you and the business, which yeah. will be nice. Yeah. Cleveland, I, I can assume. Yes. Okay. So for you guys that don't know Rebecca, uh, Cleveland is 100% her city. She <laughs> is, I mean, what, yeah, you spent your time, your life in Cleveland, correct? Yeah. yeah. Been here so, forever. So. What are some things in Cleveland that you would say you enjoy most? The people is um, the main thing. Midwest? Yeah. Like everyone is nice. Um, for the most part, you know, obviously, right, right. whatever. You get your, your bad um, eggs, yeah, bad apples. But I love the, like, you know, we are the butt of everyone's joke. And no one loves Cleveland. Cle- especially. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. no one loves Cleveland more than Clevelanders. Like, you can't oh, yeah. say shit to us. Like, we can talk shit about our city, but you can't. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do it on TV either. <laughs> right. And I just love that, like, no matter what, and, like, some of, you know, we hate it some days, we love it the others. But, like, no matter what, like, it's always going to be home. So I know that you hate the word content creator, the reference <laughs> content creator, but I think in many ways you are certainly an influence to people, um, especially in the Cleveland area. Now, regardless of what you think about the word, um, <laughs> when did that, when did you start seeing that success? Where did it start? I know, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, especially <laughs> like TikTok has been a big success. Uh, where did you start to kind of see that growth? And then what did you decide to do with it from there? So within uh, like last year, um, I had noticed, you know, I became friends with uh, my friends, Natalie and Emma, who mm-hmm. really like, they really understand like how to get good content. And like, they've taught me so much about just like the aesthetics and stuff like that. And like, behind that, and like not being afraid to post and stuff. And like, um, so like last year, my goal by the end of the year was to hit 10,000 followers. And I did it on Instagram and I did it like 
two months before the end of the year. So Ooh. I was like super pumped about that. Oh, yeah. But I've always been, and like, you know, people hate Instagram now. I've always loved Instagram. Mm -hmm. I've always been the picture taker. Um, so even like, like Facebook, like this goes back all the way to high school. Like I've always been an oversharer. I've always been like, I want to like meet people. So in high school, I always had my digital camera. Because you had that, you have like a photo wall or something, don't you? Of where? From uh, high school? Like I swear so, you, I've seen like collages of yes, photos of my, you before. Yes, my uh, childhood bedroom is just That's like right. You covered. told me that. Yeah. So in high school, I always had my digital camera. It was like, you know, I uploaded a whole album the night after something. Like Photo bucket loved. or no? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. You, got, you, you kids are too young to even know what oh. photo bucket is. Uh, that was yeah. the shit back it in the day. It was the shit. I used to have like paragraphs on a picture. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, but so one year, I remember in high school, they they didn't really have a yearbook committee. Oh. And you have they, to have a yearbook, right? So they messaged me or came up to me in school or something, and they were like, "Hey, is it okay if we use pictures from your Facebook for?" The yearbook. Oh my gosh. I was on every single page of the yearbook, which like <laughs> As you should if they're <laughs> right? using it. Yes. Like that was like I was definitely in high school I just wanted to like be that like cliche popular high school. Oh yeah. No, I get that. And we all do. Yeah, when we're I was kids. going Absolutely. to make it happen and I did. Mm -hmm. Um and that's also just part of my personality to be that way with people. But then um, you know, I, I just looked today when I first got Instagram, it was two thousand twelve when I was in college. Wow, yeah. so About the same time I did too. Yeah. So like 11 years now. Um, but it really kind of started blowing up when I made it more interactive mm -hmm. um, Instagram wise, whereas like doing polls and question box. And, so your story. Yeah. My, like, cause now everybody watches stories and stuff. I, yeah. I don't, I post... spend more time on that than I do the timeline. Right. Cause the algorithm is terrible and it's all video. It, I can see why people maybe don't like it. It's just all videos, and yeah. I get that. And and if I want to watch videos, I'm gonna watch them on TikTok. I'm mm -hmm. not like really a real person, but there's different different you know content yeah. I'll watch on right. Instagram. But um, you know that was like once I hit like that ten thousand, I was like, all right, I gotta do something with mm -hmm. this now. Like I gotta because it's not a little number. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but it was like you know everybody that I met, I would. You know, every person you meet out, you follow them on Instagram. And that's just like... It's what you do. Like when What's I your Insta? In, What's your IG? Yeah, yeah. When I was in Cincinnati this weekend, somehow, 64 followers in one day. Jeez. Just from being out there. It would take me three months to gain 64 <laughs> followers on Instagram. That's no joke. It was just like so weird. It's just like that, that interaction. And mm -hmm. I do it and like people do it with me where it's like, yeah. okay, you seem interesting. Like let's... Let's see each other's lives yeah. through this lens. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I started TikTok. I was like a little bit late to it. I was kind of against it as we all, I feel like were. We all are. Cause yeah. we are, we're so used to like our, our big apps, which mm -hmm. for us, we grew up, you know, Facebook, mm -hmm. which is an old person thing to say <laughs> of me, but you know, we had Facebook, we had Instagram and we had Twitter. Like yeah. those were the big ones for me at least. Yeah. So and, change was, was tough. Yeah, and I never had Vine. Like, I never used Vine. Oh, I love that. That was a big thing. I would see them, mm -hmm. but I never downloaded the app. Yeah, you didn't so, have to back in the day. Yeah, so I was kind of like, eh, it's just like another Vine. Like, I'm not going to use, like, I'm not going to post mm -hmm. on it. So why, why? would I need it? <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the case. Um, so 
I first downloaded it when quarantine, obviously. That's what I think TikTok spiked during quarantine. Like looking at numbers, it it just blew up. Yeah. So I actually yesterday was three years since the first TikTok I ever posted. Wow. And what was your first TikTok? It was, have you ever seen Schitt's Creek? Yeah, the show, yeah. Yeah, so there's... I actually have a little Funko Pop of him over there. <laughs> it's such a good show. Mm-hmm. So that I watched that during quarantine, and there was the scene where Alexis does like her A Little Bit Alexis song. Mm-hmm. So I learned the dance, and I did oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was funny, like, and then I you know, posted it on Instagram and Facebook, and everybody loved it. So it yeah. was like, didn't really blow up on TikTok, but the other stuff, I was like, okay, this is funny. It's still good, yeah. Yeah, so then I kind of had to like figure out how to to work with TikTok. And like, get into, yeah, get yeah. into an algorithm somewhere. Yeah. So my first TikTok that ever went viral was about masturbating. I, I know this. <laughs> Do you mind talking about no, it? No, not at all. Awesome, awesome. So um, it was, I remember, I like it just smoked. So I was mm. like, just thinking. And I was like, hmm. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll put anything, most things out there. Mm-hmm. So it was basically like, you know, when you were uh, younger, what did you use before you knew what you were doing? Right. And I, I didn't expect it to like blow up like it did. But the comments on this video, like sometimes I'll still go back and look at it because they're fun. so funny. <laughs> and it was like this amazing, like safe space Community. for women. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone was saying out these outrageous things that like maybe they've never told anybody. Like people, a bunch of people commented on it like, I've, I've never told anybody this, but I'm putting it on TikTok. I love like, that. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I got an email from BuzzFeed to feature Get the TikTok in an article. And I was like, yeah. like For sure. Sure. So then I was like, oh, no, am I, am I going to have to like just keep talking about this? Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the whole niche thing. Absolutely. Once so you're put like, in somewhere, they want you to stay there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't really know. Like, you know, it's, it reached a million people. And I'm like, Ugh, you never know who's going to see it. Mm-hmm. But then um, started doing, you know, like Angie, our boss, mm-hmm. started at, like asking us to do more TikToks at work and stuff like that. Yes. And we were all like, yeah, we're down to do it, but we didn't really know where to start or like where what to draw to do. inspiration. Yeah, it's, it is tough. Yeah. I look back at when we first started doing TikToks to now, like, and like the quality is better. Like mm-hmm. everything, we're more confident doing it and stuff like that. So started doing it behind the bar. And then those were the ones that, you know, really, yeah, that's where it kind of took off. And then with the business I had to do, um, your jumping video. Yes. (laughs) That's what you, I got to, I get to do my jumping videos today. I'm like, nice. Literally (laughs) once a week, someone that I come in contact with jumps in front of me and imitates the jump. It's like a choose your character thing. It is. It's cute. Like if you guys don't know, I'll drop one of them. Like I'll drop a (laughs) quick clip while we're watching this but uh yeah it's it's uh two one thrifting 100 percent. yeah and so those are really fun because that helped me get more business for Mm -hmm. that which is a huge win yeah and then it's helping me both on both ends because now people come into velvet dog and they're like i follow you on tiktok or like we hear it at the door (laughs) we hear immediately is rebecca here we just met rebecca we we follow her on tiktok i love it i i there's something about it that it's like knowing you it's 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 nice knowing yeah. that like you do have like a voice for people that, it, that something resonates and yeah. they want to come and see you, meet you, yeah. just know you. Yeah. That's, and it's that's really awesome. fun because like a lot of the times people will be like, oh, I don't want to end up on your TikTok. And I'm like, good, because now you're going to be a better bar patron anywhere else. Yeah. Like maybe you're learning something from me 
because most of them are making fun of customers like yeah in a in a playful way though. yeah like mm -hmm. and, and i'm never like super serious like there are little things that annoy me but like i'm not gonna be mean to you because you right. did that um it's just like oh maybe now in the, it'll be in the back of your head not to do that yes um but yeah. tipping just tip your bartenders <laughs> yeah, really at the end of the day or like if you're not going to be nice at least mm -hmm. like bare minimum yeah but um yeah like i i don't even remember when it actually started taking off follower wise um but i just remember like i would send a screenshot to my friends like every few weeks like watching it count look, yeah like look mm -hmm. at this um because it's then, up there right now it's what you're yeah, in the 80,000s yeah 80,000.2 i think um, and, and a lot of those are from the St. Patrick's Day live. Right, right. Which we, I do want to talk on that at some yeah, point yeah. because that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. It's that insane. was wild. And that was just like an idea that came to me. I don't want to force any of my content ever. Mm. So that's one thing about the whole like influencer thing that is something that I'm like trying to navigate how to still be true to like who I am. And right. I'm not going to like push you products that I wouldn't use or stuff like that. Just you get reached out. I, yeah. I know that you get emails, you yeah. get all kinds of stuff to, in regards to that. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of like emails and like brand deals and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. it's all a little overwhelming. Cause I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just learning as I go. Um, but you know, they say like, you have to post like four TikToks a day and all that. And I'm like, I yeah. don't really even feel comfortable doing that. I'm just starting to get comfortable talking to the camera mm -hmm. and like, it's just, it's weird for me still. To force yourself even, you yeah. know, yeah. forcing it down someone's throat is one thing to force yourself to do that. Four times is insane. Right. Like, and if you have that stuff to talk about, sure. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if I, my dating life was interesting right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I had. Story time. If I had TikTok mm -hmm. when I was 25, it would be a it whole would be lit. different story. In a good or a bad way. Probably in a good way, but like. <laughs> I mean, like I had some, like, you know, I love watching people talk about like their dating life and mm -hmm. stuff, but I also, I have this thing in me where I never want to make somebody feel bad about themselves. I never yeah. want to talk about somebody without their permission or like, I just never want someone to see something and be like, oh, that's about me and then feel bad about themselves. That's nice though. That, yeah, yeah. I like that. So I definitely understand not making people feel bad. Yeah. Um, that's not who you are. Right. It's just simply not in your character. And I think that that's why I do so well mm -hmm. um, on social media because I'm authentic. Um, yeah. You do stay true to you. That, yeah, that's like, very important. And, you know, I think about it a lot. Like, you know, there's times I go on, on camera and I look busted. Like, <laughs> like you know, I, I, I try not to use face-altering filters. Like, I, mm -hmm. I just, like, you're, I'm just welcoming you into my you wanna life. You want to be real, yeah. And, and I think that that's what a lot of people lack and that's why... Sometimes it doesn't work when people try to mm -hmm. be influencers. We can see that. Yes. As consumers ourselves, we, we know when someone's capping. Right. So I think that that's really what has helped me on, on all of the apps. Mm -hmm. um, I would say Instagram and Twitter more so because you see more of that. Yeah. Um, the TikTok stuff is more like relatable content They're, for like yes. bartenders and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's been fun to like navigate tiktok and like learn more hopefully like we can keep it i don't really know what's going I on think with we that will, yeah. I, whatever um but like i've been slacking like this week i didn't really post anything i should have posted about my trip to cincinnati but yeah i'm also like i took some videos that day to to make a tiktok mm -hmm. but i'm also just enjoying my time 
Like I don't record. You're living in the moment. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, that would have been great content, but I don't want to record my entire life mm-hmm. and feel like I have to do it. I want to want to do it. Exactly. So um, that's kind of how TikTok works for me. And then Twitter is a whole different Twitter is a different beast. I knew her for a year before we started following each other on Twitter because she primarily she warned me like, hey, this is a war zone in here. Like you are going to be walking into some shit if you follow me. Yes. But I'll follow you back. I was like, oh, yeah, run that. Yes. Um, Um, It's nothing short of fascinating. Yeah, it's it's really where I let different parts of my personality show on different apps. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm comfortable sharing certain things where my mom doesn't follow me. You right, know? I can get that. Um, so Twitter has become, and, and I've always been uh, one to say anything that comes to my mind. So now I'm- In just, real life, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's sometimes, it's, I love seeing your face sometimes when I say things because you can't believe that I just said it. Yeah, and I'll shot. never forget the when we were out for New Year's Day and you saw that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> we took a picture in my response. I was like, oh my gosh. So funny. Um, which was but, since been deleted. Yeah, I so did delete it. That's that's okay. Yeah, once so like once things I'm very controversial, you know, especially as a woman mm-hmm. saying the things that I'm saying. Um but I think that that gives me more power. Uh, yeah, yeah. I find my power in being true out, to you and, Yeah, like mm-hmm. be and like saying things that you might not think, but like at least you're getting the the real me. Mm-hmm. So Twitter is basically my place to um berate men. Yeah, that's where men's snarky comments go to die for yeah. you. Yes. You eat um, that shit whole. I have very, very thick skin, and I do think that it is partially because I've been in the service industry so long mm-hmm. that you hear so much. And I think that I was thinking about it this morning. I think that my, like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me attitude comes from the fact that, like, my whole life I never thought my dad liked me as a mm-hmm. person like whatever you know your parents love you yeah no I get but I get what you're saying it was always like well if, if my dad doesn't even like me like why do I care what anybody else thinks about me right right you know just one of those like might not actually be true but like it's just the way I look at it I'm like and you're a kid so like, I yeah I get it yeah you know like only God can judge me thing like I don't do God so yes. like it, nobody can judge me like mm-hmm. we're good so <laughs> with Twitter the response to those crazy tweets because there's so many trolls you just kind of got to out troll them you do you or you got to just accept it yeah and people are going to say negative things anyway i'd rather read them instead of you say it behind my back like Absolutely. at least i can defend myself and embarrass you because you really like it you get really your doesn't back, yeah yeah um so that's become really fun and like I had Twitter back in like college when it was like a wild. Time. I loved Twitter back then. We were so just fun. talking about that. Yeah, it was so much fun. Like I was talking about when the other day when you could edit people's tweets and like. Maybe I don't know about this. Oh man, you used to be able to like when you would go quote tweet someone, you could change their tweet. Oh yes, it I do. Okay, chaos. yes, yes. It was it was nuts. Yes, and like I was wild in college, and mm-hmm. like I. I had a following then because I was always the only white girl. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my. I it was like, like that in, in, it high, was in school high school too, though. Yeah, to college. I didn't so know that. That was kind of how I started out on Twitter, and we all were like that, where everyone was just saying everything, mm-hmm. and I just kept it going. Um, now I unfortunately somehow have become a part of Brown's Twitter and sports yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you're locked in there. Yeah, which like it's good. Um, because that kind of came on when I started doing the clothes and then I became friends with all these sports Twitter girls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
good for business. Absolutely. And they're all great. I love them. Um, because they go through the same stuff too with the trolls and the, you know. Yeah, people are just, men are just dicks on the internet to women that right. are like popping, more yeah. popping than them. I think it's a, they're it's jealous. a jealous. It is jealous. They're jealous because you know, even if they were the hottest man in the world, they still wouldn't get away with what we get away with. And, that, and yeah, that's part of that irks them. Yeah, because that's like the one thing that they can't control and have like the power mm -hmm. over, which I love. I feed off that. That's good though. So I am, <laughs> I am a baiter. I will bait them. Mm -hmm. They're so Posting easy. original posts just to get those responses. Yeah, yeah. Like I will say something so off the wall just because I know that people are going to come back with those responses. Mm -hmm. And then, then someone else sees it and it just. Still more traction. It's, it's right. overall that all publicity is good publicity. I it, get that. And I've always had that mindset. Mm -hmm. Like there's really nothing that you could say about me that could really hurt my feelings. I'm not ashamed of anything that I've ever done, said, like, you know. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot. Like there may be things that maybe I wouldn't do again. Right. But but at the point at that point I true. wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a bad thing, you know. So and I'm I'm open about stuff like that. Like that's a great mentality to have though. Yeah. Overall. And I've always kind of been like, if I say it about myself, no one else can say it about me first. Mm -hmm. So I can I can be mean to myself. It doesn't like I'm not actually being mean to myself, but you know I can talk shit on myself. Yeah, and on the counter though, you do can you can hype yourself up at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm my biggest hype woman. Mm -hmm. Um, so and and like, Twitter's been really fun because it is my following is mostly men. Mm -hmm. Um, the only app that I have a uh, majority women following is TikTok. Really? Yes. Actually, I do know this because any girl that follows me will follow me until I either am in one of your videos or quote one of your videos and then I lose them. I was going through my follower, like unfollowing people yesterday and I'm like, oh, little asshole not following me anymore. Sure as shit, I know she's following Rebecca. Which is, it's cute, it's funny, but yeah. yeah. It, uh, that's good that girls can feel comfortable to, to be there and to follow you. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, because I know you. I, right. Like, I'll be clear. I know you. I know your intentions. And I know that you would never lead someone to a, a bad spot, right. which people can do when they're in a place of power or right. influence. Right. Yeah. That's not what I ever want to do. Um, and, like, I never want to, like, con people. Like, it's just... Um, yeah, you're not doing it to, like, get money. You're not yeah. subscribed to my Patreon. Right. Absolutely. Um, I do get money, but... Which... <laughs> <laughs> which is... And, and that's okay. That is... There should be some trade-off there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is fun. Like, the with the Twitter thing, like, I've kind of thought about going into, like, that fandom stuff. Because uh, basically you're just mean to men and they pay you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I do know what that but, is. But, like, part of me doesn't even have that in me because, like, I'm really not a mean person. At all. Like, yeah. Um, you, that would be forced. That right. you would have to force. Right. I, and I talked to my one girlfriend. I was like, well, what if I just put my face on it and you do the talking? Because she's really good at it. That wouldn't... Yeah, it's like a ghost page. Right. Yeah. So, oh, we're talking about that. But, um, like, on my birthday, people sent me money. Mm -hmm. Even Red's a home opener. People just sent us money for drinks. That is cute. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like a nice little gesture. And mm -hmm. I at first didn't really understand it. I'm like, why are these people sending me money? But then like, I love doing that for my friends. Like mm -hmm. I love to send people money for a drink on their birthday or like stuff like that. So um, I feel like Twitter's kind of become a place like that. Like I'll just put my Venmo. Like, why you know? not? You might as well. Um, oh geez. You're yeah, okay. So no, okay. it's totally fine. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if men are gonna be there to uh, support you or right. kind of try to to belittle you, yeah. um, you might as well get 
right. get your kicks and out of it. And then, you know, too. I have my army of simps, is what they call them, which I don't like that word. Oh my but, gosh. Yeah, that like, made me cringe. Yeah, like I have a lot of people on there that do stand up for me. And like, I don't really, oh, yeah. you know, so kind of get both sides on Twitter, but that's where I can just say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be you. Yeah. I like that each different app kind of gets a new side. It also is a way to get people to cross path platform follow and right absolutely now have you ever considered as far as a creator or creator only not anything business related but you know collabing with different i mean i guess in this situation we kind of are Mm -hmm. um but like have you have you ever done anything like that like meet up with another creator just to you know film videos or do something and then kind of use it on both like both of your you know what i'm asking but i feel like um i have chatted with some people like bartenders on tiktok and Mm -hmm. stuff like that about doing that which you just you just did one with that that open interview yeah um mm -hmm. so i'm open to like anything that's gonna benefit me and anyone else like i will repost anything you want i will like you know comment on anything you want because i want us all to win so like i'm super open to that um and that, that's probably something this year that I'll I'll look a little bit more into, because um, I do have a lot of fun bartenders that follow me. And oh, absolutely! Like now I'm like I kind of want to like go to all their bars. Like I just want to go visit. Oh, and, do like a tour. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you there's a and, there's a girl yeah. in Nashville that like I'm like I want to go see you. She's like the one that opens all the bottles really fast. Uh huh. Um, I'm like I gotta go visit her. Like I need. I to know meet exactly her. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, really yeah. sweet. Um, so I'm super open to that, but I don't know how to approach that. Like. I would rather them approach me. Or yeah, down. you or you could just have someone, I guess, set it up. Yeah. Which also brings me to my next question: Do you think you'll get to a point where you need a, a content manager, someone I that would just love to have one? Yeah. <laughs> just because I don't really know what I'm doing, like, I, and I have a lot on my plate already. Mm, you're incredibly busy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I talked to Cleveland Vibes. Mm-hmm. They kind of are looking to get into doing that as mm-hmm. well so we just kind of have to like iron things out and see um, if it works for both yeah like what yeah. they want and um how we're gonna go about it but i would love that because i would just take one thing off my plate and that's not the part i don't like the back end stuff mm-hmm. i don't like negotiating yeah, you, you've been clear on that too. yeah i'm not good at like going back and forth with brands and like I just started to check my email every morning like now because you got so many people blowing you up yeah and i've i've you've even talked about it out, so, you know, it, like whether we're out at work. Mm-hmm. So I know it's probably overwhelming. Yeah. It's an overwhelming amount at least. Yeah. And like you want, and that's the whole thing is like, I want to be personable. So mm-hmm. I try to respond to as many messages as I get, as I can. But sometimes it's just too, too many. much. And then it's like on every platform and it's like, oh, did I respond to this person? And then it gets hidden. And like, I would just love for someone to organize my life, I guess. I yes. get that. So. And, and we all need that help. But when you're at the level you are mm-hmm. amongst multiple platforms, it could be a great benefit. You yeah. know, like here's here's my stuff. This is what I'm going to continue to post by myself on. Mm-hmm. Here's the stuff I need you guys to help me with or right. decide. Right. That's uh, That could be cool to see. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Uh, I feel like uh, I've never been a person to be like, this is my year. Mm-hmm. But th- I had an overwhelming feeling of it this year. So. Yeah. And it's already kind of starting like to feel that way. So um, like I had like the magazine articles and everything like that. So it just kind of like it's been it's been, already been a great year. Yeah. So I would feel like maybe by the end of this year, I'll probably have that that side figured out, figured out and yeah. see what you want to do. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be someone I trust, too. You know, it has to be. Yeah, it it 100 percent has to be. Yeah. It is weird 
working with different brands because you know you had mentioned in an unrelated topic that you do need to be still true to you so that things are still genuine and people don't feel like it's fake mm-hmm. that is something i've learned just with having sponsorships on the show kind of feeling products out and do i want to put my name behind this right it can have a, a major plus side you know because then you're on their platform mm-hmm. it's a sponsorship but if it's ever something that maybe isn't the best or not uh, just not worth it right that that can be scary as well and having a manager could always kind of work those those issues out right. for you right like if i don't like a product and i don't want to you don't need post to endorse it, it i don't know that i'm comfortable enough being like hey thanks for sending me this thing for free but i don't like it you right. know like i don't know how to say that <laughs> And then I'm you still think they're waiting for the video. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Has anything like that without, you know, name dropping, has anything like that happened with you yet? Um, there's never been one that I really didn't like. Um, but I think that sometimes it's like coming up with the content is the hard part because mm-hmm. it's like, how do I even fit this into me? A video or and, a post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there have been ones where it like takes me a while to do it, but Nothing that I really, really didn't like. That, I like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's good. I yeah. like to hear that, I should say. Yeah, and I definitely weed out ones where I know I'm like, this doesn't align with me. Like, yeah, sure, you can send me these free shoes, but I would never wear them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The, the weirdest thing, so like, obviously, the, the sports world you do have a major hand in, and you kind of working on one-of-one pieces, feeds into the hype world. Everything is, is very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of start to finish there. Is the, is the thrifting process something, because I know it's huge just amongst people in general. Mm-hmm. Is that something where like you feel like you're battling against just regular thrifters at times? I'm sorry to throw this all the oh. way off course. No, but you're good. Um, yes, it is. Um, I have a strategy when I go in the store and yeah. I, I know there's set days that I you look do. around, uh, and I, I try to like, you know, read people and see what they're looking for and stuff like that. So I always start, um, and especially now that a lot of people are doing the sports reselling and like people Absolutely. are looking for the same things as me. Um, I always start in the largest men's t-shirt. And then work my way down because mm-hmm. like the oversized just, look. Yeah, even if it's just like men thrifting for themselves, they're a lot of them aren't fitting in the smalls. I can look mm-hmm. at the smalls last. Yeah, know? no, one hundred percent. That's fair to say. Yeah, and like I definitely like I try to go through fast on certain racks. Certain racks I can take my time because mm-hmm. you know whatever. But like stuff like that, like the hoodies and the t-shirts. Grab them up. Yeah, like I need to. That's my first priority. Like. So those are the things you do want first then, just really just hoodies, t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking like jackets and stuff, but maybe that is just too much. There's too much going yeah, on there. Well, and there's like, there's a lot of options and stuff or like women's jackets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like t-shirts are going to be like your most popular rows, I feel like, of yeah. the store. Um, and then depending on what I need, like if I really need flannels... I'll start in flannels. Like, Designate a mission just yeah, for that. No, yeah. that's smart. That is smart. I've always kind of, I guess, from a person who doesn't know anything about thrifting, always found it fascinating where, like, you can go in there and find something that is way, way undervalued. You know, oh, yeah. it's something that's worth tremendous amounts more. You've been doing this, you said, your entire life. What do, how do you know what's a hit, what isn't, from, a, from like, a strategic standpoint? So... The prices at thrift stores have changed drastically mm-hmm. over the last four years, even. Yeah. Um, 
And but what I've noticed, it's so weird. I'll find like a super vintage Browns or Indians shirt and it's two dollars. Yeah. And, and, then that's, I'll find, and that retro stuff is huge right now. Right. Then I'll find like a newer like brown zip up or Browns t shirt and it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's weird. And I'm like, what? So it's very strange. Um and there are some things like I'll find and I, you know, I'm like, this is super cool. I know this is valuable, but somebody else could, will appreciate it more. Yeah. Or, you know, like, it's not really what I do. It doesn't fit into so, like, what you I definitely need. leave stuff if I don't find it valuable for my brand personally. Um, but, like, Harley Davidson is huge right now. Oh, yeah. Like, those are always valuable things. You kind of, like, see what's trending and what a lot of people are searching for. And um, even, like in like tiktok how you can search and it'll give you recommended things that oh, yeah. people are searching just to kind of like find styles based that on what are... you might like yeah. yeah so it's um it's also like logos like certain logos i can use for different things certain logos things. are huge yeah. i'm like a logo junkie i buy ba- pretty if it's like a logo i like mm-hmm. i'll get it right on the front of the shirt like yeah. I don't have much swag when it comes to that. So, <laughs> like, if it's just the logo, yeah, I want it. Yeah. So, and, like, size-wise, like, if something is, it's cool, but, like, it's an extra small. Might not work. Only, is it going to sit forever? Right. There's mm. only so many extra smalls or, like, you know, stuff like that. So, also, sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I try something out, and it just doesn't hit. And I'm like, okay, well. Next time I'll leave it. Yeah. That, it's yeah. really a kind of a gamble most of the time. Trial but. and error. And I feel like thrifting in general is kind of testing different mm-hmm. things to see what works. Mm-hmm. And then thrifting to resell is a whole different beast. You yeah. know, you have to sit like, all right, well, what are a majority of the sizes that my clientele is buying? Yeah. And what do I need to, there's so much that goes into yeah. that, that obviously that goes into like, your your thought process i know yeah, definitely and like sure. the like sizing is it, it, i want to be inclusive you know mm-hmm. i want to be able to give as everyone a thing but if i can't find it i can't find it right so right. that's kind of like a hard part so i always try to look in the larger sizes first for that reason too yeah and that's more options that is nice i will say I knew about 2-1 Thrift. I had attended 2-1 Thrift parties. And one thing that you, you've always been clear on is that you you have, you know, options for both sex, you know, yes. like yeah. whether you're male, you're female, um, whatever. You have options available, which is very nice. Yeah. A lot of men don't think I make men's stuff because I do cater to women. Mm-hmm. Like, and I always will. I and that's will, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys have the options. Like, mm-hmm. and... Really, the most that I can do for men is T-shirts and, like, hoodies and jackets, maybe. Like, but the jackets are ones that I just find and resell, like, starter jackets, stuff like that. So, like, pretty much, I tell everybody, I'm like, any T-shirt is pretty much unisex. They're also seeing me model it. Right, and that's why they maybe just assume. I can say that from my experiences. Maybe that's why I had assumed that at the beginning. I'm like, maybe I should get a guy to Mm -hmm. do that for me, and maybe eventually I will. But now I have a section in the store that just says, like, men and unisex so they right. can go see everything that is available to them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to cater to women. And it's I, more fun. I think that, yeah, it, it's also a way to keep you stimulated in a creative sense. So yeah. I get it. Now, you did release a, a line, uh, you know, I don't even know fashion like that. But you did release something. You know, you just had a, a saying on it, mm-hmm. which I feel like is starting to grow but still had that 2 one 
two one thrift like touch on it yeah you know how how do you think that like something like that will, will kind of be incorporated into the business as things move forward because yeah. it's huge overall in fashion right now yeah yeah it's um like mental health based um and I've tried a few things over the years and sometimes I'll only make a few and if they don't sell I won't make it again mm -hmm. I'm like okay it wasn't a hit um but with those it's like all right i can put this saying on a million different styles of shirt absolutely like it's not just the same white t-shirt that you're going to spend 50 dollars on like you're going to find your personality in that shirt mm -hmm. um and that's like another huge part about this whole thing is it's like it's for your personality it's like it's always personal to yep. you and your style and you know because each piece is different you, yeah you, you can don't have find to what works yeah you don't have to fit into like the that girl mode and like <laughs> you know which is important for buyers that are uniquely different themselves. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like everyone in Cleveland really is. We are, even like if we look at like our group, like I know when we go out as a group, whether it's Sunday fun day, it's an event for work, whatever. I'm always like, we are all so different. Yeah, in we're so The diverse. most beautiful ways. <laughs> yeah. You know? I like that. Yeah. Same. People and have Cleveland commented on um, TikToks like that, where it's like, you guys have such a diverse like staff. We, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we definitely do. We do. <laughs> People really do enjoy kind of getting those glimpses into yeah. your life which is cool but yeah. those staff ones are always funny yes. shout out to miguel because <laughs> he so seems funny. to be the star of the show every <laughs> single time he's so funny i do love that yeah um all right so kind of refocusing on that that mental health aspect you know i do notice that that is something that just across the board we are all more open to talking about in the recent years which i actually do think is a very good thing yeah um with that kind of being the inspiration behind your latest drop is that something that you know is is important to you and obviously i i'm going to understand that answer but it's more for <laughs> the people that maybe don't know you um uh, what does mental health mean to you uh um so i think that everyone should try therapy um at some point Every, yeah I or would at least have that. you know have that person that you feel like you can talk to um, I'm constantly self-analyzing in my own head. Mm -hmm. Like I've been to therapy before. I'm not currently in it, but, um, I'm constantly thinking about like, you know, how to be better and how like we literally like to me, you only live one life. So why would you not want to be like the best version of yourself? Absolutely. Um, and so you're not overanalyzing in a negative way. It's not a not negative self-talk. Yeah. You're thinking of ways to improve, which is yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm pretty kind to myself mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. Could I could not be, but um, definitely like, I, I, and I think that that's what helps is I'm constantly doing it to make sure that I'm staying on track with who I want to be right. and what I want to put out into the world. I'm a huge believer in karma and energy. Yeah. Um, think, think negative, feel negative. Yeah. Negative is going to keep coming. Yeah. So that's where I feel like like mental health goes into my life is. Um, energy is so powerful and if you're feeling negative in your head like you're gonna put out that negativity like you mm -hmm. you know everyone knows someone who's constantly negative and you can read the demeanor absolutely yeah. and I'm like well how how do you expect to to be happy on a day-to-day -day basis if you're constantly negative mm -hmm. like just switch your attitude a little bit and then and sometimes you know you never know who's having a bad day in the store I always smile at everybody I always mm -hmm. you know if, if I see smile wave yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like if you can read something on a shirt that is just gonna make you feel like 
okay, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be an actual interaction because not a lot of people interact with people. I like that. Yeah. So the, the basis of the um, I'm glad you woke up sweaters. So one of the styles is facing forward for other people to read. Mm-hmm. And then one of them, the words are reversed. So when you look in the mirror, it's reading it back to yourself. I love that. Yeah. And then... Um, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I do love that. And I, I literally came up with that concept while I was doing a RISE class. Yeah. That's something I've, I have not seen. Yeah. Yeah. So then like you have one on your sleeve. So you're, you're looking down at it. The other ones have um, something on the back. So like when you're in line at a store, the mm-hmm. person behind you is reading it. And that's where I really started to see those. Um, I, I saw someone just wearing something on the back of their shirt and... I noticed, like, oh, this is going to be this is going to be a good thing. Yeah, and like I've seen the ones where it was like the person in front of you hopes you have mm. a great day or something like that. And they're cute messages, yeah. but they are messages. You're absolutely right. Yeah. They could totally change someone's outlook of that, maybe just that day or that moment. Right. right. You literally never know. Oh. And you don't know what people are going through. Like, uh, right. just even our like friends. I saw you know a post on that. You might have shared it. It was someone recently, but. You know, we don't know what our friends are going through. We don't know what the person next to us on, you know, our commute to work, anything. So it is just important to not put your negative outlook onto someone else. Just sprinkling a little bit of light, you know. Yeah, or hope that things can get better. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, You know, I will definitely second, uh, you know, just helping yourself is something that is very important. You know, therapy is not a bad thing. I think we've all kind of grown to accept that recently, which I do... I do enjoy. I like that we can help ourselves, especially men. I feel like men weren't able to talk about that right. or chose not to because they thought it showed weakness. But, you know, right. knowing yourself, knowing who you are and who you can be is your best weapon. You know, there's nothing, right. I guess, stronger than being comfortable inside and out. Right. So it's, it's truly life changing to, like, be able to be yourself. It's a weapon. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you've definitely been able to do that, and, and you see that, whether it's your, you know, your business, your content, your, your attitude. Yeah. You know, you stay pretty consistent, which is, is nice. You yeah. know, that is a weapon in itself, you know. Yeah. I know it's uh, not caring what people think, but you don't have to, right. you know, when, when you do know yourself. So exactly. I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I really, really appreciate you coming on. This has been uh. fun. Yeah, I'm so, so happy that we finally did. I, I know like we've been talking about it for like a year. Forever, now. <laughs> it's been yeah, it's been a minute. I remember, yeah, I remember specifically when I was like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to make this happen. Yeah. And uh, I think it was more so me. Like I do want to be clear because I know when we posted the video, I was like, oh, I've been trying to do this. It's not like she said no. Let's be clear on that. It was uh, me trying to just make it happen. So uh, before we end, though, do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to say? Oh, geez. Um, I know. The overwhelming question I typically uh, should prepare people for. Uh, um, I don't know. I, Where can people follow you if they yeah, wanted to? Yeah, you can follow me on everything. <laughs> uh, my Instagram is Rebecca.Maxwell, and then my TikTok is It's Rebecca Maxwell. And then if you are feeling wild and you want to jump on the Twitter train, uh, it is Rebecca underscore underscore Max. But Won't be I'm warning you now. Just know what you're in for. <laughs> Definitely. I will second that. Uh, they are all entertaining. Twitter has grown to become my favorite. Uh, TikTok is, is great, nonetheless. Um, so thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We will see you very soon. Don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, share this episode with a friend. We'll see you very soon.